Hey, welcome to the Yugi Bros podcast, where we watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters and talk about it. In I'm top- one of your hosts, Sam Palavan, and I'm joined by uh, James Scott. Uh, James or Jimmy. <laughs> or Jimmy. I like to call you, because we're friends like that. Uh, we're very close friends. We were goofing around one day and thought, well, I, I know you're a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan, because I saw like a Kaiba uh, Funko Pop, and you do a lot of tweets about Kaiba. Yeah, yeah. I'm a unfortunately a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan. The only animes I watch are like the most basic tier anime. Uh, and we were joking together about starting a podcast just because I was born and I thought it would be fun to kind of rewatch the series as an almost 30 year old man <laughs> after watching it originally when I was like 12. It's a it's a strange series. Um, it's weird to watch the uh, the dubbed version of it because it has a a different edge to it. Um, yeah, we decided to watch the dubbed version because that's what we watched as kids. Did you you watch the dubbed version, right? Um, I like never watched or... Yu Gi Oh when I was a kid. My mom didn't really let me watch any of the animes that had a card collecting thing attached to it because she didn't want to buy all the cards. Right. The only... Sorry. Uh, The only taste of... You didn't, like, go off and, like, watch it somewhere else? Uh Uh-uh. Or anything like that? No, I was uh, too dumb when I was, like, 10 to do that. I think the first taste of Yu-Gi-Oh! I had was... Okay, do you remember, I don't remember what fast food restaurant it was, but they had this promotion where they would give you, like, a CD-ROM copy of, like, part of the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. It was something where we got the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie for free, and I watched some of it, and my mom got to the part where the Pegasus guy with the Millennium Eye, had a white wine spritzer. And she was like, is he drinking a white wine spritzer? You guys can't watch this. (laughs) I like that that was the cutoff point. Well, it's funny because then when I watched it as an adult, uh, because I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! in 2017, um, I you get to the parts where he's obviously drinking wine and the dub says, Oh, I just love fruit juice. It's kind of like, um, in the, we'll get to it, but like, there's no guns in the, uh, four kids version of the anime. But the first season was, like animated and subtitled in Japanese. And the animation in Japan has guns and wine and all this stuff. And then when they uh, dubbed it, they also edited out 
all of that. So it's just people pointing their fingers instead of guns. And it looks insane. Did they draw hands instead of guns? I don't it's, it's like they drew the, the hands over the guns to change oh, it. Oh, they're not holding a gun. They're not holding a gun, but they're still doing kind of the same action. So it becomes a little less threatening and more confusing. Okay. And then like the actual manga is like chock full of guns. Like everybody has a gun. Uh, Yeah, my my history with Yu-Gi-Oh! is basically it's like post-Pokemon cards for me. Mm Because like I remember collecting Pokemon cards and then... uh, I remember at Sunday school, this girl wanted to photocopy our holographic cards, and we thought that would mess up the cards for some reason. Well. Uh, so we so we didn't let her do that. Uh huh. And then she like stole our cards and threw them down the sewer. That's... So that kind of just put a bad taste in my mouth for. For cards. Pokemon, or just cards in general. Just it, it's just a, it was a real bummer to lose all those Pokemon cards. I still think about it today. I mean, that's... And then I think I... It's pretty dramatic. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's yeah, it pretty, pretty dramatic, bad. yeah. Uh, and then I think Yu-Gi-Oh! came in when I was, like, in middle school with the show. Mm-hmm. But also, some of my friends were getting into Magic the Gathering, but I just thought it was, like, too complicated at the time. I actually liked playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! card game. Yeah. Uh that's funny because I've always heard that magic is way easier to play than Yu-Gi-Oh. But I have no experience playing Magic the Gathering. Uh, so I wouldn't know. But uh, did you ever play any of like the... Um, there were a few Yu-Gi-Oh uh, video games. Did you I ever... briefly played like one of the PS1 games later. Yeah. And then there was like a mobile one that came out like a couple of years ago that I tried. Oh yeah, um, I played that one a little bit because um, it was an easy way to practice dueling. Because I don't know if you knew this, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is not popular at all anymore as a card game. <laughs> I did not know that. And even when I like, glad went... we started a podcast about it. Though. Glad that we... well the anime i feel like is still popular because so many people watched it when they were kids or they watched the abridged series and so it's in the the consciousness but the card game had its heyday is really past so like even when i went to um like the comic book store where they were holding large tournaments for like pokemon and magic the gathering they were like, we don't do Yu-Gi-Oh anymore. You would have to go to this like <laughs> store in the mall somewhere further away. So, um, oh gosh, I forgot what the app's name was, but the they had like a dueling app that was a pretty easy way to find it, figure out how to play the card game and play against both like computer players and, um, there was a function where you could like play against actual people in like randomized duels. Right. Um, 
Although, if you're not good at Yu-Gi-Oh, it, you get out of your depth really fast. Um, which I know is what everybody is tuning into this podcast for, uh, to hear about the Yu-Gi-Oh card playing app. Um, did you, so did you end up collecting the cards later? I, oh, sorry. Whatever age you ended up watching it at. Um, I started watching it when I was, I want to say, how old am I now? I think when I was like 24 or 25, I started watching it. Okay. It was the first time I had ever seen Yu-Gi-Oh! before. Um, and the reason I started watching it was because I knew I would love the character Seto Kaipa. Because it's just a, arc, a character archetype that I enjoy. Of like, shitty rich kid. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but He's kind of like a young Elon Musk. He's what I'm reading from the first episode. <laughs> That's I want to talk about that when we do talk about the episode. <laughs> the first <laughs> time I tried to watch it, okay. I ha- was two glasses of wine down and I thought it would be like fun to watch it drunk. But it was so hard because my like thoughts came so fast that I couldn't write them down as notes. Um, but I have a lot of thoughts about the first episode because it's combining a lot of things that are like longer arcs in the manga. And so it doesn't make as much sense. Mm. Uh, but I do collect the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I actually, I have them um, while I'm house-sitting just in case. Uh in case someone wants to duel you. Yeah, in case someone wants to duel me. Well, it's about the heart of the cards. And right. if you don't have the heart of the cards near you, I mean, what are you even gosh darn doing? You'll get sent to the Shadow Realm. Get sent to the Shadow Realm. Um, should we Should we talk? Should we hop into this first episode? Should we talk about this hot topic about the <laughs> episode one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! series? I think it's time. I think it's time for us to talk about it. Um, I want to say right off the bat, I think it's wild that this episode starts without explaining to you what the Millennium Puzzle is. Yeah, I noticed. So I watched the episode on YouTube and yeah. then on Netflix. And on YouTube, they don't play the little like pre-intro of saying what the... What's up with Yugi? They just straight up go into the episode. Yeah. And I felt like the intro doesn't explain it very well either. It almost makes it more complicated. Yeah, it's like there's these shadow games in ancient Egypt. And then there's these millennium items that do things maybe. And then you just know that Yugi has one of them. And it's a big... Uh, big chain. Yeah. Big pyramid chain with an eyeball. The big, the bling. Um, yeah. It's also wild because it makes it sound like Yugi is being possessed by like, like the spirit of, it doesn't make it clear that like the thing that's possessing him is an actual ghost. 
it makes it sound yeah. like he it's the spirit of gamesmanship, but it's like a full actual ghost is possessing him. And it doesn't Yeah, I always I wondered like if it was like a puberty thing where when he says Yu-Gi-Oh, cuz his voice changes and stuff. Yeah. Uh um, he goes from being like a child to a man with a lot of uh face marks. He's not even, like, yeah, so, like, he gets possessed by this guy that initially is called Yami Yugi, which is supposed to mean Dark Yugi, uh, who's, like, this ghost who can take it to the extreme and is, like, an inch taller than regular Yugi. I like the idea of him doing a Sailor Moon-esque transformation but that's basically what it is yeah because he grows an inch (laughs) it's literally he is noticeably taller but that's never the reason why someone knows something's different about him they're always like you seem more confident and it's like well also he's literally a different taller person um, I also always wondered if the red part of his hair was a hat. That's like his hair. <laughs> That's just like his hair. Yeah. And then he has like big yellow blonde bangs. Yeah. It's yeah. He, he just has like the a crazy uh, dyed hair. Um, he th- doesn't really like physically transform that much though. It's just like he kind of looks cooler but he has the same hair and like well, his, uh, his clothes are the same. His school jacket like unbuttons. Oh, it unbuttons. Yeah, because he's cooler now. Yeah. But before he was buttoned up because uh, he was like a good boy. I wanted to say how sick the intro of this show is. It like, does rule. The, the animation is like timed up really well. And then you got the cool like, it's time to duel part, which is dope. Yeah. They just like. It's just very well timed, and then my favorite part is the end with the uh, 3D spin around pyramid turning into the logo, 2000s looking ass thing. It's so 2000s. Yeah. I I also like that like the scenes that play uh, change based on where you're at in the show. Oh, they do. Yeah. That's cool. So like once we're over this part of like this particular arc it shows different yeah. scenes and everyone gets kind of new outfits uh cuz they're all doing different stuff um it's also i feel like this intro is really different than a lot of animes introductions because it's way more explaining what the plot's going to be Whereas, like, usually an intro feels like a weird music video that you have to interpret. Yeah, there's also, there isn't any, like, singing. No singing. In this intro, it's just mostly music. It's like a cool, fun, funky beat. Yeah. Um. So. (laughs) The, I know, I, I think I brought it up to you last night, but. I'm so endeared by the fact that Joey has a Brooklyn accent. 
and I needed to know why. Is it a Brooklyn accent or a New Jersey accent? It's a Brooklyn accent. Okay. It's a Brooklyn accent that was chosen because the character in most of the Japanese versions is like, um, like he used to be a gang member and is really rough and tumble and like very disrespectful. Uh, and the way they show that in like the Japanese versions is that he never speaks with honorifics. So he like doesn't give anybody respect. Uh, and the only way they could translate that, I guess, into the four kids dub was to give him like a very New York accent. Yeah. Apparently a easy way to say disrespectful is to give someone a Brooklyn accent, which seems right. like an iffy proposition, seeing as nobody else has an accent really in this. Is the original show supposed to take place in Japan? Yeah, like the well, the original uh it does take place in kind of the fictional city of Domino City, but Domino City is just Tokyo. Okay. And I think that happens a lot in a lot of like animes and mangas is that it'll be in a different place, but it's basically just Tokyo. Right. Um which is why... Yeah, that makes sense then, because they have the school uniforms and stuff. Yeah, and they're all, like, where they live and everything still looks very Japanese, but it's uh, Domino City. Cool, then we have a... Uh, let's go through the crew since we start out. Uh, I think they're playing the game. They're playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Actually, Duel Monsters is the actual name of the game. Duel Monsters in the show. Uh, then there's Tristan, and I was wondering if you could answer this. What is going on with Tristan's hair? It's a lot of the hairstyles. This is, I a lot of the hairstyles translate better if you see them on an actual person. Like I've is seen it a faux hawk. Or... Kind of, yeah. It's like supposed to be a a faux hawk. Okay, because it just looks like a horn. Um. A lot of their hairstyles start out looking more natural in, like, previous iterations of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I think just for, like, the fact that the stylization goes so far to the extreme that they just keep looking stranger and stranger and stranger. Like, initially... Yeah, it's like the Kingdom Hearts effect where they just... It is 100%. Zippers and bigger shoes. Yeah. Um... I think it it's just a faux hawk, but it looks very geometric. It's it's not a good look, I would say. No. I also then we have uh uh Taya. Taya, who is the girl of the group. She is the girl of the group. She's fun and smart. Uh, yeah, which it mostly seems like Kristen and Joey are just dumb. Yeah, it's, um, (laughs) when I initially watched this, it was, like, my first entry point into Yu-Gi-Oh! And so watching it now, having, like, read a good chunk of the manga, and, like, watched other 
um there's like another uh anime of Yu-Gi-Oh that's was just released in Japan um the the like characterizations get moved around a lot I'm not I don't know why I could have looked it up but I didn't um but it I it seems like it's just to make them more palatable for a kid audience which makes sense right uh it would also be kind of hard to like translate at least Tristan and Joey for a kids show since a lot of their characteristics in like the manga are that they're teen pervs they're just like jerky pervy like Japanese teenagers and they really care about their right. families and that's like their care their personalities for a lot of it um i would love to know how you felt um hearing them explain how Yu-Gi-Oh works how the dual monsters card game works what i remember from the game it was like the star there's like these stars on the cards Mm -hmm. you have monsters and you can summon monsters but certain monsters have a set of card the stars that you need to sacrifice other monsters to summon them right that's a rule that that rule in the show doesn't come in until after duelist kingdom yeah so in this a lot of this episode is them just throwing cards at each other that are more powerful yeah which i think for the writing of the show and it being a kids game that's clearly trying to sell you these cards that look cool makes sense Mm -hmm. you know because you don't want to they already explained too much stuff, probably, in this episode. I feel like it's a good en- it's a good entry point for what the game ends up being. Yeah, but it's like uh, they want you to just buy those cards because they look cool. Oh yeah, you know, they want you to buy Exodia. Which speaking of. Uh, buying cards. Uh, Yugi mentions he has a grandpa that has a game shop, and we get introduced kind of to Kaiba because he's like overhearing him. Yeah. And Kaiba's like, "Oh, he's got a rare card. I want to go get it." This is this episode is um a condensing of. I'm so sorry that some of this podcast has turned into explaining plot lines from the <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh manga. Yeah. It's not very fun or funny, but it is something that I think about with this anime in particular because <laughs> the way they pace out Kaiba's storyline in the manga isn't good. But it's even worse in the anime. Um, so this episode is kind of a big condensing of the first few mangas where you uh, meet Kaiba. And initially the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga was like there was a different game that they would play in each volume. So 
sometimes it would be like a tamagotchi game or like checkers or something like that or a puzzle um and they introduce kaiba in the same volume where they actually introduce what dual monsters is and so the plot of him wanting the blue eyes white dragon comes from the initial introduction to kaiba where he is drawn like almost the same height as yugi not freakishly tall <laughs> looking like an adult so is kaiba really good at games is that yeah he's he's like really good at games he owns he literally owns the kaiba core gaming company uh but in the first uh introduction he steals the blue eyes white dragon card and in order to get it back yugi um has plays him in a game of dual monsters and the yami yugi who at this point in the manga is just evil yugi takes over and totally destroys uh kaiba at the game and uh traps him inside the cards with the monsters wow and so later uh kaiba comes back and he's mad about it so he kidnaps yugi's grandpa and won't let yugi and his friends have his grandpa back until they go through his like torture theme park uh and that's when they have the same when they get through the torture theme park that's when they have the duel that they have in this episode and at the end of that uh yami yugi basically puts kaiba in a coma because he needs to get in in touch with his heart or something i don't blame them for doing away with the part where yami yugi fully puts kaiba in a a medical coma that makes sense yeah Uh, well something similar happens to his grandpa in this episode yeah his grandpa's uh gets beaten so bad at a card game that he has he, he he his heart fucking fails yeah that was difficult to understand so like they go to the game shop which is uh very well-named game yeah his game there's a couple Uh, posters for game game in the background very enjoyable uh and kaiba comes in and he's like hey i want blue eyes white dragon the card and yugi's uh grandpa which is gramps yeah everyone just calls him gramps because they they're on that friendship level i guess now well like it's like we're introduced he's like a cool casual grandpa sure also about the grandpa i thought his orange bandana was like a yamako at first oh well but it's a bandana i think it would be fun if just as an added detail yugi is jewish yeah um so kaiba wants his card grandpa's like no it's got sentimental value i'm not gonna sell it yeah and then kaiba's like dang and he goes back and tells his 
goes back to Kaiba Corp uh, in his tower and tells his lackeys he wants the card real bad. He sends a bald man to challenge uh, Yugi's grandpa to a duel. Yes. Which is odd. I don't know. He could have just done that when he was at the store. I mean, I think one of... I. <laughs> it is wild that Kaiba's opening bid is just to try and trade for a bunch of cards. Yeah, like a whole briefcase. A whole briefcase. He's like, this is a super rare card. Uh, my opening gambit is going to be um, trading all these cards with like a real actual business owner. And then the second thing he does is like, oh, I could pay money for it. Yeah, he's flexing a lot. He's flexing a lot, but he flexed small first. Right. All those cards that he showed did not look impressive. They didn't look good. It's like when they put $100 bills on top of dollar bills to make it look, like, cool in a briefcase. Right. He just put the holographic ones on top. And the rest are a bunch of shit cards. It's all Karibos. Uh, Right. So Yugi's grandpa is challenged to a duel. I think they go back to visit. I think there's some more, like, minor rules explained because Joey and Yugi battle or something. And, oh yeah, Joey's like, all I got is monster cards. And Yugi's like, you're an idiot. Oh, yeah. Get different cards. That's actually, like, a really... That was, like, actually, like, a really interesting... It's a very meta rule, you know, because I feel like most games wouldn't be like, you should make sure you have a good deck. Like, shows about games. I think, well, I think it totally... When I first watched it, I was like, oh, I would totally do the Joey thing of just getting, like, a bunch of monster cards because those look fucking badass. And it's nice to have the show go, okay, but you should probably, like, put some strategy in there. You should maybe try to be smart. Yeah, also buy more cards. Yeah, also buy more cards. Um, So they go to the store. I don't remember how they find out Yuri's grandpa is at Kaiba's place. Uh, I think Kaiba calls the store and tells Yugi, hey, come pick up your grandpa. I beat his ass so bad (laughs) at cards. Right. He's like, I traumatized your grandpa. Come pick him up. Hey, I beat your grandpa so bad that he's like gonna die. Your grandpa sucks shit. Why don't you come pick him up? Uh, Uh, So they go over there and um, Yugi... They go to. They're all like, "Oh no!" And then uh, they're at um, Kaiba's like dual stadium arena. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big old arena. Um, and then Tia does the friendship drawing thing, right? Well, they. It's uh, <laughs> Kaiba like throws yugi's grandpa down he looks like shit he's gonna die and then he's like i won the blue eyes white dragon card and uh kaiba rips it in half very important very important he rips it in half because he's like the only reason i wanted this was so no one could use it against me um yeah which is weird that he didn't just keep the card for himself he's got a thing he's got like several things 
about things being used against him. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he rips the card in two. It's very sad. Um, Which I feel like tr- like messes up Yugi's grandpa more. Yeah, it's oh. also that he already has like three uh, blue yeah, eyes yeah. white dragons. We later find out he has multiple <laughs> blue eyes white dragons. Uh, later, a twist happens, and it turns out he has three blue eyes white dragons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, blue eyes white dragons can't lose. Um. And then, uh, Grandpa says, "Yugi, you have to duel Kaiba, um, in order for me to live." <laughs> right. Here's my deck. I picked out all these cards special. It's super strong, and I know if you believe in the heart of the cards, you can win with this deck. And then that's when Taya's like, I think that we need a friendship symbol. It's just the happy face emoji? Yeah, that she draws on their hands. Yeah. All together. So it's Uh, like... And then she's like... This is where she's like the smart one. And I think she also like challenges... Not Kaiba do a duel, but like kind of uh, stands up to him a little bit in that. Yeah, she's part like, of the scene. "Oh, you you suck, and like you yeah. hurt this guy's grandpa, and now you're gloating about it, and it's not cool." She's like, uh, "Yugi's gonna be able to beat you," and while he's doing that, me and Tristan will take the grandpa to the hospital, and yeah. Joey can stay behind to cheer um yugi on right so then they go into she knows joey is useless well she's like i think that joey would be more of more use as like a cheerleader for yugi right now than he would be in a hospital setting (laughs) uh since he is so disrespectful and from brooklyn so then uh yugi goes to the arena and kaiba's there and he gets introduced to his a uh, wild-looking AR vir- virtual simulator, as he calls it. Yeah. Or when you play a card, you'll see, like, a augmented, augmented reality hologram of the card. Yeah, it's it's basically, Monster. like, a, a big, giant, um, like, 3D projector of the card. Yeah. Uh, Which makes more sense why maybe Yugi's grandpa freaked out, because maybe he just, like... Yeah. Saw the monsters get obliterated and it was like, holy well, shit, this is blowing my mind. It's, they don't, in the manga, what happens is like, Kaiba releases like a toxic gas that makes okay. the grandpa like freak this out. This isn't like that train in the movie theater thing where people saw it. For the no, it's time. not. Like, oh, okay. It's not like Yugi's grandpa was like, oh my God, I saw the monster. I thought it was going to attack me. Yeah. Um, but in the anime, they don't really show you what happens. They it literally does seem like he lost so bad that he like lost the will to live, which is fair. I mean, like if I think Kaiba is this is actually a weird thing because I've looked on the like Wikipedia the like fandom Wikipedia page for Kaiba. And in the the Japanese version and the American version have two different ages for him. In the Japanese version, he's about the same age as everybody else, which is like they're all 16. 
but in the American for kids version, they're like, he's 18. Hmm. Uh, But anyways, I generally think of him as being about 16 because he's their same age. So they're all kind of in the, it would make more sense for them to all be in the same classroom. Yugi's also 16. Uh, yes. He's just like incredibly short. Uh, definitely looks like he's 12 he's like 5'2 I think someone did a really interesting comparison uh, where they were talking about the difference in styles where it's like both Yugi and uh, Sailor Moon are 5'2 but because of the way they're drawn they look incredibly different heights huh um I always thought Sailor Moon was tall. It's just because, like, the legs are drawn in a different way. Legs are long. Yeah, yeah, they're really long. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would also lose the will to live if a 16-year-old beat me at a game that I'm supposed to be <laughs> really, really good at. Right, that you've dedicated a lot of your life. If I were an old man and a 16-year-old <laughs> yeah. who got mad yeah. in my shop the day before because I wouldn't sell him a card then destroyed me with his sick, nasty uh, virtual gaming abilities. It would be pretty rough, and I would have to go to the hospital. Yeah, when the monsters appear in the virtual simulator, Joey has a line where he says, Monsters! Real monsters! That I thought was really good. It's... <laughs> Nobody knows what a hologram is in this show. The yeah. minute they see a monster, even if it's like genuinely you can see where the projector is, they're like, right. oh my god, it's a real you monster. You see them like digitize into yeah. the hologram. Or whatever. Uh, so they uh, start dueling. Yeah. Um, Which they... The thing I like about Yu-Gi-Oh! is there's big numbers. Yes, it's very easy. So when you start, you have like how much HP or whatever? You points? start 3, with 4,000 life points. 4,000. Uh, and you yeah, lose... Yeah, all the monsters do, like, hundreds to thousands of damage. Yeah. Um, it's just going to depend on their different um, attack and defense levels. Right. Um, so they start duking it out um yeah yugi yugi does his little Yu-Gi-Oh transformation yes before um i've always he does the transformation and you just have to take it for granted that now he's a totally different person but they're not really explaining right. it super well because it's still Yugi's yeah, you voice no idea what is going on it's very confusing. Why, what even the millennial puzzle really is. What I like is that Kaiba knows something changed, but he's still so, like, ready to win the game that he's like, I don't even give a shit if this guy is possessed by a ghost. I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have three blue eyes white dragons. I have three blue eyes white dragons. I have Sagi the Dark Clown. This guy's got nothing. Also, uh, Kaiba's little brother shows up during this fight, and uh, Mokuba 
is just there for some reason. Not really explained. Really loved that they were like, here's the names that we have to change for the English translation. We have to make the friends' names all different. Joey, Tristan, and Taya, instead of in the uh, Japanese names of Janucci, Honda, and Anzu. Um, but I think we should keep the name Mokuba the same. <laughs> we should yeah. leave Seto Kaiba, Mokuba, the same. Well, I don't want to change it. Right, and Yugi. Well, Yugi kind of has to change because that's like the name of the show. Right. It is called Yu-Gi-Oh. It would be wild if they changed this name to like Sam. Yeah, and he says Sam. Oh. Sounds like a spaghettio flavor. Uh, <laughs> wow, the jokes uh, just keep rolling. So they're fighting, and you learn some of the rules of the game because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, I'm a this is a stronger monster, which I don't remember if you could play multiple cards or one during a turn. I don't remember those rules, but there is a part where Yugi places a card face down and sideways, which it's sideways it's in a defensive position but, yeah sideways uh, is in defensive face down means yeah, but don't have to show they cannot see what card it is. yeah they can't see uh, um and then yugi is like oh man things aren't good and then he pulls a magic card and that's when you're introduced to what magic cards are uh, this is after kaiba summoned three blue eyes white dragons i think Yes, he summoned three blue eyes white dragons, uh, but Yugi plays a magic card that pins those dragons. Uh, it pins all turns. yeah, all monsters on the field at that time for three turns, which it's wild that Kaiba's like, I don't know why he would do that. Why would anybody? <laughs> <laughs> the... Yeah, he's like, why would you stall? Why would you want to stall? That won't stop me or anything. It's like, dude, you have your three most powerful monsters on the field and they can't do anything. Um, I feel like the whole, like, heart of the cards thing is a really good metaphor for how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! in general or how it works. Um, a friend of mine, when I would duel them was like it really comes down to how well you know what's in your deck because you don't you can't see what's coming next so you have to kind of know everything that's in there so you know every way you can play it so it's like an interesting metaphor for how to do that with like the heart of the cards you just kind of have to trust it right this episode also doesn't have uh, trapped cards which is my favorite mechanic Trap cards are great, and I will say it feels great when you play one on somebody. Yeah. I just, it's the most exciting and exhilarating feeling to be like, sorry, dude, you got hit by my trap card. <laughs> Looks it's like. Fall into my trap. Yeah, basically. It's fun yeah. to be a villain sometimes, but only when you're playing Yu Gi Oh! Yeah, which I feel like they could have done with... They probably do this later with some of the villains, but with uh, Kaiba. 
But Yugi, Yugi yeah. plays that card that allows him to stall for three turns, and he starts being visited by the gross, ghost of his grandpa or something. I don't really understand, because his grandpa is still alive, but... It's... The, the ghost of his alive grandpa? I think it's okay to read it as, like, him just thinking of what his grandpa would say. Since okay. he is, I think it's kind of just like him thinking about like, oh, what would grandpa say? Um, it's kind of that, I feel like a lot of animes do that, where like someone's in a difficult situation and they think of somebody mm. who's kind of like giving like them advice. Like in the Fast and the Furious. Like in the Fast and the right. Furious. This is a real Fast and Furious When Vin situation. Diesel thinks of Letty. That's different. In, in the fourth one. I'm still really mad about that. He didn't see that happen. How is that flashback occurring to him? He didn't see it. It's. I don't. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, so we see Yugi's hand, and it has like these body parts, and he's like, I don't know what's. What do I do with these? And then he remembers. Um, his grandpa saying. Uh, Exodia about puzzle pieces and the Exodia. Yeah, okay. Get all these parts. I like that this sets up the okay. So, this is obviously not the first time that uh I'm going to say Yami Yugi and Kaiba duel. Um rarely when uh Yugi is dueling is it just Yugi. It's usually the ghost Yami Yugi doing it. Right. With, like, a little help from Yugi. Um, But I like how this sets up the main difference between how Kaiba duels and how Yami Yugi duels. And it kind of is... Kaiba's all about power. Kaiba's all about power. He He says it multiple times. He's all about power and, like, he plays a lot of monster cards up front. It's kind of like a battering ram deck. Where it's more like um, you overwhelm your opponent into being too confused to uh, make a attack on you. Whereas Yami Yugi is much more, he plans stuff out. So it's right. kind of a power versus planning. Both as strategy can work, but like it kind of sets up why power doesn't always work against being strategic um and also sets up why kaiba fails because he doesn't trust his deck he doesn't trust that it'll give him what he wants so he just loads it up with a lot of power it did give him three blue eyes white dragon did the deck give him three blue eyes white dragons or did he put a lot of people's grandpas in comas (laughs) to get (laughs) those i think he just has like 50 blue eyes white dragons in that deck oh yeah that's the whole deck they have a really (laughs) not to give it away to podcast listeners but um (laughs) i think we're only looking at the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh. just the the duelist kingdom arc uh later on you you find out why kaiba loves the blue eyes uh card and it's because he's the reincarnation of some like Egyptian priest. And he fell in love with this lady who had 
blue eyes and like her spirit is the blue eyes white dragon card which i think is uh, bullshit because kaiba's like gay I like that, he's uh, gay you don't he's gay and he likes dragons till, till uh after 50 episodes in oh I yeah you also don't learn why kaiba owns a company or why in a world it's been said a lot of times but like in a world where everybody is like the absolute weirdest they could be like everybody in Yu-Gi-Oh still thinks that Seto Kaiba is like a really weird dude they're like I don't get why he's like that meanwhile there's like an American named Bandit Keith and no one's like, why is right. this name Bandit Keith? Right. That's taken for granted. But Kaiba, he's a little bit of a freak. You don't really learn that why until later. Um. Uh, so Yama Yugi. <laughs> yeah, Yami Yugi. Talks to Yugi and they're like, we gotta get it together. That's kind of when you figure out that they're like two separate entities, I think. Yeah, they're two, uh, friends? They're, like, the same person, but also not the same person. Which, his, Yugi's friends know about the Millennium Puzzle, or at least know what they know what thing is. If I'm remembering correctly, and it's been a bit since I watched it. Joey doesn't really, like, say anything when he transforms, right? They know about the Millennium Puzzle, because they know that Yugi was trying to solve it. I don't think they know yet about Yami Yugi. Like, they don't know he's okay. possessed by a ghost. Okay. As wild as that sounds, I think they just think he's getting really good at playing dual monsters. <laughs> he's just really hype. He's just super hype. Um, I like what happens in this scene, though. Because uh, there's this whole scene where the Yugi and Yami Yugi imagine that the deck is moving away from them. And the way they have to bring it back is they look at their hand and they see the friendship symbol that Taya drew. And then they imagine their friends out there supporting them who also have the friendship symbol on their hands and they have to bring it together to be able to like get back in the game and it's kind of a nice like uh linking the metaphor yeah it's a nice linking up to the fact that they have to put together the pieces of their like friendship support symbol and then he's able to put together the pieces of exodia Right, which I don't think he'd be able to summon all those cards at once, right? Uh, it would be difficult. It would be yeah. pretty hard. But he just does it. Well, yeah. I mean, he Kaiba's able to like just summon blue eyes white dragons without like True. Any There there is an appearance of the dark magician card, which I think is yes. important because that's like another iconic card that what? makes you want to buy it. Everybody kind of has their iconic card that they always play. Yeah. And Yugi's is the Dark Magician. Right. Um, it's Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl. 
Um, and so he's some, yeah, he's able to summon all of Exodia. And that puts the kibosh on Kaiba's plans. Were you saving that? I wasn't. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> I wasn't saving any of this. It's like, it just comes out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, when Kaiba gets destroyed by Exodia, it almost looks... It looks like fucked. Like, it, it looks, looks gnarly. Like a totally different anime. Yeah. Well, it started out like Yu-Gi-Oh! It looks like something from Death Note or something. <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh! Or what I imagine Death Note looks like. Yeah. What it... It... <laughs> uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! started out like much more as a horror manga and so i think the only times you really get to see that again is like kaiba has some super gnarly creepy expressions Mm. uh it's also that like i feel like they have to make him look really uh gaunt and creepy to make sure that you know you still know he's like evil Otherwise, he just kind of looks like another dude in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was uh, sent to the hospital after that. Yeah, or uh, knocked into a coma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he destroys all of Kaiba's Blue Eyes White Dragons with Exodia. Uh, yeah, because Exodia just means you win, I guess. Exodia is like the golden snitch where there's no way to beat it and so it immediately drains all of Kaiba's life points. So he's down for the count. And then Yami Yugi turns and is like, the reason why you played such a busted game is because your mind is like locked up and I'm going to like break your mind free oh, right. Right. I remember this. and in the in the manga that means that he like snaps this dude in half like in the mind and kaiba kind of has to like figure out how to put the pieces back together and that's him trying to like reconnect with what he cares about which is his little brother mokuba it doesn't come through quite as well in the anime because you don't get any sense that he and Mokuba had a bad relationship beforehand. Which kind of sucks. Because Mokuba as like an evil shitty little brother rules. Like he's just a... <laughs> we only see him for two seconds in this. You barely this see him and he's just things, he's just kind of there to say big brother. He can't believe that his big brother's getting beaten like this. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, what happens after that? What happens after that? Not much. I think that it's just kind of uh, Grandpa gets better. Right. Because that's how medicine works. I guess. Uh, Grandpa feels a little bit better um yugi and his friends are like wow i can't believe i won against kaiba who i we didn't mention it but kaiba is the number one ranked duelist in this uh oh i did not know that 
in this world. He's the number one ranked duelist. And um, Yugi's like, I can't believe that I beat the number one ranked duelist. That's crazy. But I'm even more happy because my grandpa didn't die. Right. Um, And then I think Joey probably has a line about like, ah, oh, you got to teach me to play dual monsters like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get our first glimpse of Maximilian Pegasus who is informed that his number one ranked duelist Seto Kaiba just lost one random game word travels fast I don't know who told them Uh, he gets word that Kaiba lost a game to some kid named Yugi. Um, and that I th- I think they also tell him that Yugi has a millennium item. Just a little puzzle. And right. then we get the reveal that Pegasus has the millennium eye. Does that happen this episode? It does. He cause he flips okay. his his long silver hair <laughs> away from yeah. his millennium eye while he drinks not wine. But fruit juice. I guess we'll get into Pegasus later, but is he gay? Uh, I mean... <laughs> or bi? Not to use nerd terms, but canonically, nobody in Yu-Gi-Oh! is gay. <laughs> Everybody kind of has, like, if not yeah. a on-screen romance, they have, like, somebody, like a love who passed away that they can't get over. Uh-huh. And that's kind of the thing with Pegasus, is that he has this mm. lady he can't get over. Okay. But she's not in it at all. And there's no real... He's given a lot of, like, gay-coded Disney vibes. But you're just kind of supposed to... Right. It's... None of the fun stuff is the romance in Yu-Gi-Oh! The fun stuff is, like, that people are getting this mad about card games. Right. A lot happens in this episode and absolutely nothing at the same time because they basically just played one card game. They're kind of trying to introduce you to a lot of different concepts in Yu-Gi-Oh! And I don't think they do really do it successfully. Uh, It's weird that they introduce you to Kaiba by being like, oh, he's one of Yugi's classmates because we never see him at school again. He's running a business. Right. Uh, you don't. You get the most time with Joey, but uh, you get to kind of meet the gang, the crew. Um. And it starts to get more. More things are explained through the first few episodes. Uh. But it is kind of just like dropping you in there, which I think would totally work if I were a kid watching the show. I, yeah. I would just take for granted that this is how things happen. But as an adult, I'm like, you could have conveyed this information much better. You just better. want to see the cool monsters when you're a kid. Yeah, I just want to see like and the. Be like, I have that card. Or I want that card. There's so many things that they do in the card game in the show that I was so mad to find out that you can't do 
in the actual game yeah like there's a card where (laughs) in the show there's a card where you can combine monsters because there's like kaiba combines his three blue eyes white dragons into one mega (laughs) dragon and i was so bummed to find out that that's like you can't do that (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the same with the Pokemon show where they would, like, do certain things and you'd be like, I can't do that in the video game. I'm interested. I've never watched the Pokemon show and I've never really played the card game. I wonder how the show... I guess it's different because Pokemon is both a card game and a video game franchise. And Yu-Gi-Oh! is so much more based in, like, the actual card games. And I wonder why that, if that's maybe the reason why it's not as popular as Pokemon has been able to stay. Uh, But did you watch... Well, that's... (laughs) That's the first episode. That's episode one. (laughs) Do these have titles? I don't remember if it had, like, a... Oh shoot! Episode one. Um, you know I don't remember if it has a title. I think the next one does. Okay. Uh, next, next podcast we'll do episodes two and three. We'll do episodes uh, two and three, uh, so which we'll is watch those. Those are those are also free on YouTube. I yes. believe. Yeah, um, and that's where uh, we get a little more introduction to Pegasus in those episodes and we get to find out more about the competitive world of dual monsters yeah and what kind of monsters there are yeah um you also get to learn a little bit more about the uh tech that everybody is working with um because can't just play on a a card table on your desks gotta play in cool places uh but that's that's Yu-Gi-Oh guys yeah so thanks for tuning in if you did uh if you didn't you wouldn't know that I'm saying this but well watch episodes two and three um we're gonna try to do this I'm gonna try to do this weekly but we'll see Um, yeah we're just gonna do uh, the first season, most likely. Maybe cool. we'll watch the movie. I haven't seen the movie, so that would be. Uh, but... I don't think I've seen the movie either. There's a movie though, right? There's a movie. It takes place right after season five, I think. Oh, okay. There's gonna be. I'm. If there's any people listening to this who are actually like really well versed in Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm very embarrassed by how little I actually know. Please don't get mad at me on the internet. <laughs> I know you won't. I feel like you know you're the you're the Yu-Gi-Oh buff of the show and I I just watch the show. <laughs> Which is wild. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me talk too much about the ins and outs and the manga sounding like the world's worst weeb uh anytime and thank everybody else for listening all right we'll 
see you next week, duelers. See you later. Is that what they're called? All right.